Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, Bank of Ghana expected to receive $604 million today, which is the first tranche of the International Monetary Fund's $3 billion bailout. Our government says it is working hard to meet the required benchmarks and conditions to fast-track disbursement of the second tranche of IMF cash. There will be the second tranche in, uh, uh, disbursement uh, after a successful review mm-hmm. by November, December. And so this year alone, we are expecting some 1.2 billion uh, United States uh, uh, dollars. Mm-hmm. You can imagine what this will, will do mm-hmm. to um, uh, our balance of payment position. Meantime, the International Monetary Fund has indicated that the Bank of Ghana Act will be revised to strengthen the central bank's independence and mitigate fiscal dominance by the government. And some critics say the zero financing of the government budget by the Bank of Ghana must be backed by law. Also, IMF deal is coming with an increase in utility tariffs. The PRC has announced an increment in electricity and water charges which could deplete the incomes of businesses. Ahead, we'll hear from some small business owners. My name is Daryl Kwan. Thanks for being with us. Details coming up. First up, the Bank of Ghana is expected to receive $604 million today, which is the first tranche of the International Monetary Fund's $3 billion bailout uh, to Ghana. Governor of the Central Bank, Dr. Nes Atsin, knows that the money would boost the country's reserves and the city, which is already doing very well in recent times. Meanwhile, the government has indicated that it is working hard to meet the required benchmarks and conditions to fast-track disbursement of the second tranche of the IMF cash. Speaking on PM Express Business Edition, Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, said government will be fiscally disciplined to meet all the requirements. 
Once our program has been approved, and we thank God uh, for, for, for that, um, disbursements are going to start immediately. Mm. The first uh, tranche of disbursement uh, of 600 million uh, US dollars will start immediately. And mm. so we are expecting that within a week or two, uh, that will uh, uh, drop mm. in, in our accounts. Mm. Uh, there will be the second tranche in, uh, uh, disbursement uh, after a successful review mm. by November, December. And so this year alone, we are expecting some 1.2 billion uh, United States uh, uh, dollars. Mm. You can imagine what this will, will do mm. to um, uh, our balance of payment position, mm. what it will do to our budget, because there is budget support uh, in that as well. Uh, the remaining uh, amount will be disbursed in equal tranches mm. of 360 million dollars uh, every six months mm. after a successful review. Mm. Okay, and so uh, the money will flow. And uh, we are very uh, confident that mm. uh, they, they will save the purpose uh, in bringing about macro stability. But at the same time, we are going to continue with the debt restructuring, mm. you know, because we have to bring our debt levels to sustainable levels, 55% uh, of GDP by 2020, 28. Mm. The domestic debt operation uh, has been successful, uh, about 85% uh, participation. And also, uh, once the official... Uh, uh, creditor committee uh, granted us the, the financing assurances which paved the way for the approval of our program by, by the IMF uh, negotiation of those debts uh, will, will start in, in earnest and uh, we, are, we are hopeful that we will not only achieve macro stability but we will also achieve debt, debt sustainability mm -hmm. and then uh, bring the, the economy to the path of uh, recovery mm -hmm. and growth. And the IMF program is a $3 billion uh, US dollar mm -hmm. to be disbursed over three years. Mm -hmm. But you know, there is also the catalytic effect mm -hmm. that we always talk about. Mm -hmm. um, the other development partners and other investors are going to follow mm -hmm. through. Well, meantime, economist Dr. Edu Susakode has urged government to be fiscally prudent else risk missing out on the remaining tranches of the $3 billion International Monetary Fund Support Program. According to him, the program could be extended beyond its duration if key benchmark requirements are not met. Business and viewers are aware. So the conditionalities, some of which we know already, maybe going forward will be the uh, intensity of all this is. Since the 90s, the IMF actually would not specifically tell you what to do. You know, since the 90s, they have stopped dictating specifically what to do to countries. What they are now doing is that, for example, they are saying that, okay, your, bike, your public debt is so high, and per our calculation, 49% of the public debt is from the budget, uh, of the public debt is from the budget deficit. Mm. So they will say reduce the budget deficit. Do something to reduce the budget deficit. They will not tell you exactly what to do. So based on your own analysis, say, okay, this is how I want to reduce my budget deficit. I want to raise tax. I want to be efficient. I'll be, be prudent in my management and, and all that. So like I said, we have seen some of the functionalities, and I think uh, we are just going to see details of that. When they come for the review, if they are not okay with some of the things that we have done, they will not give us the remaining tranches. They will say, go and finish the work before they release it. And so, yes, the, the, the whole idea is to give us that stability and reform. And then going forward, we have to develop the country ourselves. The IMF program doesn't stay with any country forever. 
When you are in difficulties, you go to them. When you are out of the program, you must have your own internal mechanism, your own internal checks and balances, your own internal reforms, policies to grow your economy and create jobs. It shouldn't be the case that all the time we have to call on them. Mm. I've heard that rich countries like Luxembourg have gone to the IMF. Of course, you know the global challenges. But when was the last time they went to the IMF? So the IMF is there. Ghana is a member. There's nothing wrong with going to them. But I see this frequency, this cycle that we, we are facing as a country that almost every three years we go to them. Mm. It means like in your introduction, this cycle that we, we are facing as a country that almost every three years we go to them. Mm. It means like in your introduction. Institutions. All, all towards... Um, and that is not what we, we need as a country. We have to be independent. We have to show to ourselves and to the world that and to our investors that they can still do business with us. The company of Gaza identified an exercise in the Ashanti region. Ohimintaria has more in the following report. The Revenue Protection Visibility Project will see more ECG staff come face to face with customers as more personnel are dispatched into homes, industries, offices to pick information on meters bills and illegal connections. It will also afford ECG staff the opportunity to reconcile information picked from the field with data available to the electricity company of Ghana. Commercial investigations manager at ECG, Edna Owusu-Nyampon, touted the importance of the project. Currently, we've been able to visit over 50,000 customers. And we have identified over 11,000 illegalities and anomalies we are trying to resolve. And uh, we have raked in over 9 million Ghana cities currently. So it's a very useful exercise and uh, it's bringing in a lot of returns. Acting General Manager Customer Care in the Ashanti region, Maso Dapa wants public support for the project to succeed. The key objectives of uh, this project are one, to help in checking the integrity of uh, the vitage that we have installed in our system. And the, the second one is to confirm the accuracy of the data that we have. Uh, in relation to uh, the customers that we are serving. We expect that our customers right from today will be seeing people all over, coming over to look at the meters that we have installed and also be asking for bills that will help us to reconcile the data that we have in relation to uh, the information that they have. And so we expect the kind cooperation of all our customers uh, we expect that they will make uh, they, will, they will make uh, 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 the staff they will give access to the staff uh, to our meters so that uh, the work will be done in, accord in accordance to the plans that we have in place. Meanwhile, Central Regional Director of the Revenue Protection Unit, Engineer Kofi Danso, wants defaulting customers to refrain from self-connection. We also want to take the opportunity to um, inform our customers that um, 
after the Agenda 2020, that is during the revenue mobilization exercise, we have got a lot of complaints of self-reconnection. That is those customers who we disconnected, they owe us, we disconnected, but they have refused to pay their bill and they have refused to come to our offices to even enter into negotiations with us. So we just want to inform them that if anybody have done self-reconnection, he should do himself the honor or herself the honor and remove it. From Kumasi, for Joy News, I'm reporting. Now, Deputy Head of Special Investigations at the Internal Audit Agency, Frank Amedume, says weaknesses in the financial control systems of state institutions need to be tackled head-on with the support of all stakeholders. Speaking at the inauguration of audit committees for the health sector institutions under the Ghana Health Service in Sunyane, Mr. Amedume urged members to offer sound financial systems to curb the weakness in the management of public finances at various institutions. Precious Semivo has more. In the 2021 Auditor General's report, the majority of the over 1 million irregularities identified are on health institutions, a sign of weak internal control systems with consequences on national development. The formation of audit committees under the Public Financial Management Act 2016 is to improve control structures for the proper use of public resources. At the inauguration of 21 audit committees of the health sector institutions under the Ghana Health Service in the Bono, Bono East and Half regions, Deputy Head of Special Investigations at the Internal Audit Agency, Frank Amedume, explained why the committee was restructured. They used to have the audit committees established some two years ago, but it was not functioning. The reason being that they have been challenged with funds. So based on that, the committee has been restructured where they have two or more facilities coming under one committee for effective and economic uh, reasons. Once they come together, they will believe strongly that they will be able to put resources or pull resources together in order to support the committee functionally. He said public resources would be protected if committee members offer sound financial measures to keep the weak financial control systems. As a committee, they need to pursue the head of entity to implement the recommendations contained in internal auditors' quarterly reports. You're watching the marketplace. Uh, we're going back to um, issues to do with the IMF and the International Monetary Fund has indicated that the Bank of Ghana Act will be revised to strengthen the central bank's independence and mitigate fiscal dominance by the government. According to the fund, the amendments to the Central Bank Act will feature a stricter limit for monetary financing mechanisms to monitor and enforce compliance and a clear definition of emergency situations under which the limit can be temporarily lifted. Some critics have said an MOU signed between the Finance Ministry and the Bank of Ghana for zero financing of government budget is not enough to ensure compliance. Well, joining us on Zoom is research lead at GCP Capital Courage. But good afternoon to you, Courage. Explain to us, first of all, why the IMF is pushing for the revision of the Bank of Ghana Act to enforce zero financing of government budget. Why is it important for our recovery? Well, good afternoon to you and your listeners. Um, you would acknowledge that uh, yes, the Act allows, the current Act allows deficit financing to some some extent, some limited percentage of pre- previous year's revenue. 
Uh, yes, the extraordinary situation of COVID in 2020 meant the Bank of Ghana went overboard in that regard, and I think the laws again allow that. But you look at the situation in 2022, where we've had over 40 billion of um, deficit financing coming from the central bank in the form of overdraft and other forms of financing, really, that is way above the threshold set. And then you ask yourself, if 2020 was an emergency, COVID, then what was the emergency in 2022 that warrants that scale of monetary intervention? Uh. And then it brings back probably the questions. Are the rules tight enough? Are the limits binding enough? What are the ways to mon- uh, monitor some of these interventions and avoid the recurrence? It will be hard to argue against the fact that the scale of monetary intervention last year was a big part of the inflation problem. And so how do we avoid such recurrence in the past? I believe that is the intent of the proposed review of the Bank of Ghana Act mm. to bring some rigidity into those frameworks. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And it doesn't end there. I think the IMF program, the technical notes are also suggesting uh, a review to the Fiscal Responsibility Act. You know that caps deficit at 5% of GDP and then uh, proposes a primary surplus each year. Um, I think they also have issues with that, that the, the fiscal land cost should be just one, uh, and then probably should be a bit more tighter. The fiscal council should be maybe reformed or reconstituted to play much uh, a significant role in, in controlling or avoiding the fiscal risk and all of that. So I believe these are part of uh, maybe uh, far-reaching reforms intended to, to put the regulatory framework down that can help uh, organize fiscal and monetary administration going forward, really. Do you agree with those who, who say uh, the signing of an MOU between the finance ministry and the Bank of Ghana is not enough and should be backed by law? Oh, well, to the extent um, it's a distortion, I think the laws are allowed. The law already exists, and that is what is going to be strengthened, really. The law allows, um, I think, up to 5% of the previous year's revenue. Uh, and there is an argument that support those things. You could have instances where genuinely revenues are not performing or are not coming in, and you need support to the extent. And the idea is that those overdraft or financing, at the end of the year, you should have brought the balance to zero anyways. So think if it's about law, the laws exist. Um, but we are in a period where you've had over 40 billion of deficit financing in a single year. Mm. And the total obligation from government to BOG stands above 70 billion at this point. And if we are going to restructure that debt, uh, the IMF is saying, as we've seen it in the technical notes, that it could mean the Bank of Ghana would have to do recapitalization at some point. And so if the commercial banks are struggling and the central bank, the regulator itself, is also struggling, it's, it's an exceptional circumstance, really. And that is why I believe. Some of these zero financing is just to say we are tightening the grip a bit so that we do not use the provision in the law, but to do something maybe better than that 
for a time being okay. so that we can correct a setting anomaly. But there are instances where it is absolutely necessary that we get such uh, uh, support, really. So legislating a zero deficit financing will be stretching it a bit too far. All right. Uh, we have one more minute. I want to ask you about this. Some have called uh, for uh, the threshold to be reviewed, saying the 0% threshold is drastic, uh, saying that it's going to be binding for the next three years. I think under our circumstances and for the credibility of the program, uh, the zero is, is appropriate for the time being. And it was the case during the last program that we exited in 2019, really. You need those to bring about some sanity in the system. Otherwise, there is always the backdoor approach to financing deficit, which doesn't obviously come to the public, really. So I think for the time being, for the scale of misalignment, The new Chevy Silverado HD puts you in command. Own strength with its enhanced available Duramax 6.6 liter turbo diesel V8. Own the lake with its available advanced towing technology. And own technology with an available 13.4 inch diagonal touchscreen. The new Chevy Silverado HD. Own work, own play, own life. Learn more at Chevy.com. Find new roads. Chevrolet and the size of adjustment needed to bring back normalcy, the zero deficit financing is okay, appropriate for the time being, until something uh, changes along the way. Thank you. Happy Friday to you, Courage. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Research lead at GCB Capital. I appreciate your thoughts. And so the IMF deal is coming with an increase in utility tires. The PRC has announced uh, an increment in electricity and water tires, which could deplete the incomes of businesses and workers who are unlikely to see any increase in salaries in the next couple of years due to the IMF bailout conditions. Joining me on Zoom are two small business owners, Emmanuel Ampedu, who is co-founder of Pure and Just Company Limited, a dried food processing factory, and Harrison Mati, owner of 1115 Restaurant here in Accra. I uh, appreciate that you two could join us. I want to start with you, uh, Emmanuel, your reaction to the utility tariff hikes. If you could unmute, Emmanuel. Yeah, so the utility tariffs... Yeah, please can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, so the utility tariffs is really going to affect we small manufacturing businesses. We are involved in uh, agro-processing, and already over the years we are seeing instability even in the electrical supply, talk less of um, the increment in the tariffs. So it's really going to drive up our costs. Uh, because already we are having challenges with having to get sub, um, frequent power supply. It's really going to affect our cost. And then in, in effect, we'll have to increase the price of our products, which is going to also face a problem for customers as well. Uh, well, Ivano, give, give our audience an idea uh, what you do and how much power you consume and water as well. So, as I said, in a day, I should be specific, we consume about 60 Ghana cities worth of electricity uh, for our dryer. Adding up all our machines, we'll be getting to 100 CDs in a day. This increment means that um, it, the cost is going to go up. Obviously, I think it's 18 point something percent. And that is going to affect the cost of my product. So I'm looking to also increase the price of my product in the, in the coming weeks. Wow. Harrison, uh, you operate a restaurant. Uh, what do the hikes mean for your operations? 
Harrison, if you can hear me, I was asking what the hikes mean for your operations as a restaurant owner. No, so, like Emmanuel mentioned, so uh, operating costs will go high. I mean, it's already escalating. You, you, you don't know what to expect. Because for me, once the price of uh, power goes up, the person who I buy chicken from is going to charge me more for the chicken I buy. Almost everything is going to go up. So like Emmanuel mentioned, power, so my cost of using electricity will go up. If I'm doing 100 things every two days, it's going to be 118 CDs uh, every two days. And what is going to squeeze my uh, margin? So my profit margin will squeeze. It's going to be 118 CDs uh, every two days. And what is going to squeeze my uh, margin? So my profit margin will squeeze. Well, I think that I, I, uh, it is going down. It doesn't mean if I have to go in for capital or credit, I might end up paying more because the bank will already get a rate really high. So it's costing me about the high. It's, it's, it's a big one for, for all SMEs, not just those of us in the, the restaurant space, but for everybody who uses power and what kind of what you do uh, as, a, as a blue. So, so Harrison, how do you navigate this? Um, for instance, I've heard some people say, well, then workers are not going to see an increase in their salaries. We may just have to slash uh, some salaries or just lay off some workers. That's not true, but you would have to, one, for us, you might not, you can't reduce salaries, so you can't increase it. What it means is that you might end up delaying and paying salaries. So if your salary was coming at the last week of the month, you would have to make enough to be able to cover your cost before you can pay salaries. It also means that you can't expand. So if I was looking at doing a, another branch by end of year, it means because your profit is depleted, you can't open another branch. And Daryl, if you use the uh, it's they gone straight very well. Just after the uh, CBG uh, bank, mm. a friend opened two spaces that opened just early this year. They both shut down. And this is even before the tariffs going up. So you can imagine what happened to other uh, restaurant owners and other small business owners in, in, in this country. Um, Imano, what, what measures are you putting in place to mitigate the impact of the hacks on your finances? Can you hear me, Manuel? Can you hear me, Manuel? Well, I don't think Emmanuel can hear me. He's is still not um, able to hear me, I'm, I understand. And so I'm going to ask you this, Harrison, so, since you're still with me. Now, we have, there's a lot of talk about the IMF deal, and there's a lot of excitement uh, amongst the, your, your, I mean, your group. I'm, I'm talking about small businesses, the ecosystem. What, what's the excitement like over there? Do you have the sense that, you know, things are going to get better for businesses? We've heard uh, the larger ones say they are already dreading the impact of taxes on the operations. So, I mean, to some extent, uh, it's a good one. At least we are hopeful that the, the city will be stable for some time. So the continuous change in price would probably be a thing of the past if we manage our economy well. But it also will come with some restrictions which we are already experiencing. So there's a mixed feeling and uh, you would expect that we will not end up finding ourselves in this situation again. But uh, if the right thing, if the right solutions are not put in place, if the right measures are not put in place uh, in this economy, the same thing will happen. I also always say that most of these things, despite the mismanagement and everything that goes in the economy, we as people bring this upon ourselves. 
the taste for foreign goods, the taste for everything out of Ghana is also one reason why we go through all these challenges. So we need to re uh, either unlearn or <laughs> find a new taste for Ghanaian products. Find a new way to improve and support Ghanaian business because if we can all scale up and enjoy the economies of scale, some of these effects we can easily deal with it. So I have an increment of 18 cities uh, shouldn't be a problem if you can actually produce a lot more and enjoy economies of scale. So as a mixed feeling, I mean, for me, someone who buys imported products uh, for, for my work, I wish I could get chicken, for example, on the market here, not having to depend on frozen chicken. So if such businesses, poultry, probably everybody will benefit because the moment the price goes up, it affects everybody on the, on the chain. So that the poultry farmer, everybody, the pig farmer, everybody, everybody suffers. So if we can find a way around it, homegrown solutions, buy what we eat, what we grow, I'm sure that it will be some good news or some life at the end of the time. Okay, I have one minute. I'm going to give that to Emmanuel because I'm told he's joined us. Uh, I was just asking you uh, how you, you are working to navigate the impact of uh, utility type hacks on your operations, Emmanuel, and what would you need to be cushioned in one minute if you can? Okay, so for us, as a business, um, what we are planning to do is, I might um, talking about scaling up. We want to scale up uh, but in doing so, we want to look at alternative means of energy. We are involved in the electric sector, so using biomass to generate um, 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 energy to power our price is one alternative that we are looking at. Even with that, there are challenges concerning that uh, expertise and having the right engineers mm. on ground and not having to bring them from overseas. Okay. So we are looking for that alternative, right. uh, which involves a lot of research, a lot of cost as well, because that whole system is going to cost us thousands of dollars. However, we are looking at means to do that. All right, Emmanuel, thank you so much. Uh, this is certainly a conversation we, we have to continue uh, with. Uh, money is on our website, myjoinline.com forward slash business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned.